You're listening to L-Town Radio, the Livingston Library Podcast. There's practically no limit to what you can learn and see when you belong to the Livingston Library. From science and technology to crafts and genealogy, our library is virtually an information galaxy. This library is yours and this library is mine. Even when our doors are closed, we can still help you out of mind. This library belongs to you and me. Welcome to the October 2021 episode of L-Town Radio, the Livingston Public Library podcast. I'm Joe, one of the adult services and acquisitions librarians here, and I thank you for tuning in. In this month's episode, Katie will give us the scoop on some of this month's best upcoming reads. Hong Mei will share another one of her favorite songs, Archana will tell us about some of the great programs we have on our October calendar, and the crew will talk about some fictional characters they wish they could befriend. But first, because it's Halloween season, my favorite time of year, I want to share some Halloween-themed stories that were written by folks from right here in Livingston. More specifically, these are Halloween stories that were written by some third-grade students over 65 years ago and which appeared in the November 17, 1955 edition of the West Essex Tribune. And yes, most of these stories are going to be hilariously adorable, but beware, some of them do get a little dark. Let's start with Ghost Story. This one's by Denise. There is a spook house. Ghosts come out on Halloween. Goblins come out and eat people. Frankenstein steps on houses and kills people. When devils come out, they blow fire and run away. Sometimes people think they are very bad. Next, we have On Halloween Night. Uh, This one is anonymous. Once upon a time, there was a ghost named Jimmy. He did not want to frighten people, but every Halloween night in the graveyard, his mother and father would go out of their grave and go to the place where all the ghosts went at Halloween time. Jimmy had no choice but to go with them and scare people. But this Halloween night, he hid from all the others, and he did not have to scare people anymore. Uh, Next we have the story of the Headless Horseman, as told by Susan. One night, a school teacher named Ichabod Crane was riding home from a ball when he met up with the Headless Horseman. It was 12 o'clock, and so it was scary. That was the end of the school teacher, and every boy and girl was glad. Next, we have The Story of the Ghost and Goblin by Jeffrey. Once upon a time, there was a woman. One night, when she was going to bed, Something happened. Someone said, Ha 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 ha. It was a ghost, and she started to screech. Then he took her to his house and put her in a pot of boiling water. Then the police came and said, Put him up! Then the goblin knocked him out. One of the police shot the two of them and saved her life. That is the end of the ghost and the goblin. Next we have... The Killing Stories. 
This is by Gary. It was the day before Halloween night in a graveyard. When it was 12 o'clock, a tall man named Frankenstein killed a man. He took the man and put the man in a river with two bricks. On Halloween by Howard. The spooks were out on Halloween. The pumpkin was running out of the house because the witch was chasing him. The ghost was saying, Boo! The pumpkin was scared. All this happened at 1 p.m. The place was down by the river. The ghost was screeching so loud that he fell in the river. Uh, this next one is untitled. It's by Herbert. Frankenstein kills people. On Halloween night, Frankenstein kills people. Ghosts scare people. The witches scare people, too. I think uh, Herbert and Gary must have uh, done some workshopping together on that one. This one is called uh, The Ghost, and it's by Lynn. Once upon a time, there lived a ghost, a cat, and a witch. They were very close friends indeed. And then one day, the ghost got very mad because on Halloween, the witch did not come to his house like she said. And why she didn't want to and why she wasn't friends uh, and why she didn't come, uh, why she wasn't with him anymore, don't ask me why because I don't know. I don't think she likes him anymore. But at the end, they were friends again and I'm glad. Ha 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 ha. And this last story is Untitled. It's by Jeffrey E. And it goes like this. The ghost is a horrible-looking thing, but ghosts are not around here. I love to go out on Halloween night. It is fun to go out and scare people, but I do not want to scare little babies. Again, those stories all appeared in the November 17th, 1955 edition of our local paper, the West Essex Tribune. You can find digital archives of all those issues going back to 1929 uh, through our website, livingstonlibrary.org. Just find the resources A to Z menu, click on that, and scroll down until you'll find the uh, local history archive with the West Essex Tribune uh, digital copies there. We also have print copies of all the West Essex Tribunes going back to 1929 here at the library. If you'd like to peruse them for your own information or for any kind of research you may need to do, just speak to one of the reference librarians here and we'll be happy to uh, show you those. And now let's welcome back Katie, the head of our Adult Services and Acquisitions Department back to tell us about some of the most anticipated upcoming reads coming our way to the library in October. Katie? Ah, the cool days of autumn are here. Grab some apple cider or pumpkin spice and get ready for these great fall reads. Check out the following books at www.livingstonlibrary.org or via Libby and Overdrive. To start off, we have The Book of Magic by Alice Hoffman, just Supernatural on October 5th. Master storyteller Alice Hoffman brings us the conclusion of the Practical Magical series in a spellbinding and enchanting final Owens novel brimming with lyric beauty and vivid characters. The Lincoln Highway by Amor Tolls is historical on October 5th. 
In June of 1954, 18-year-old Emmett Watson, released after serving 15 months for involuntary manslaughter, discovers that two friends from the work farm have hidden themselves in the trunk of the warden's car and have hatched a different plan for Emmett's future. The Taking of Jemima Boone by Matthew Pearl is nonfiction, out on October 5th. Explores the little-known true story of the kidnapping of 13-year-old Jemima Boone, Daniel Boone's daughter, by a Cherokee Shawnee raiding party and the ensuing battle with reverberations that nobody could predict. Also on October 5th is Taste, My Life Through Food by Stanley Tucci, which is a biography. And it's from award-winning actor and food-obsessive Stanley Tucci, and it comes an intimate and charming memoir of life in and out of the kitchen. World War C by Sanjay Gupta is nonfiction on October 5th as well. Drawing on his insider access to the drama's unfolding, including conversations with the world's top public health experts, the CNN chief medical correspondent and America's frontline COVID-19 health journalist, shares what he's learned and how we can prepare for or prevent the next one. The Jealousy Man by Joe Nesbo is a collection of short stories on October 5th. The New York Times bestselling Master of Suspense presents this unique and unnerving collection of stories rife with insatiable greed, devious lovers, and heart-rending fate. Carnival of Snackery by David Sedaris is literary on October 5th. In this follow-up to his previous volume of diaries, Theft by Finding, the award-winning humorist chronicles the years 2003 to 2020, charting the years of his rise to fame with his trademark misanthropic charm and wry wit. O. William by Elizabeth Strout is literary on October 19th. The iconic heroine of My Name is Lucy Barton recounts her complicated, compassionate relationship with William, her first husband, and longtime on-and-off-again friend and confidant and the lives they eventually built with other people. Next, we have The Book of Hope by Jane Goodall, which is self-help on October 19th. A famous naturalist and a best-selling author explore how do we hold on to hope in a world that seems so troubled. And finally, we have Going There by Katie Couric, a biography on October 26th. In this memoir, the iconic media star discusses her professional and personal life, including losing her husband at a young age, her historic turn as anchor of the CBS Evening News, and experiences dealing with gender inequality. Well, we have some great titles for October. I hope you check them out. And if you do, let us know. See you next month. Thanks as always, Katie. And up next to tell us about some of the great programs on our October calendar, here's Archana. Hi, podcast listeners. I'm librarian Archana, and I'm very happy to share with you adult programming highlights for October. On the evening of October 4th at 7 p.m., in an in-person event, we get introduced to the little-known world of American folk art by lecturer Mario Medici, whose knowledgeable presentations you may have enjoyed in the recent past. Folk art means art produced from native or tradespeople. In contrast to fine art, folk art is primarily utilitarian and decorative rather than purely aesthetic. 
It is characterized by a naive style in which traditional rules of proportion and perspective are not employed. Basically, folk art is produced through the genius of untrained artists and has its own characteristics. And various materials, paints and other items are used to produce these interesting and fascinating artworks. So this lecture will take the listener and the viewer through the various forms of artwork produced by artists like Horace Pippin, Morris Hirschfield, James Castle and Maud Lewis. It's a journey not often explored and one you will find fascinating. We then have two food-related morning programs and both are virtual. Now fall is a great time to preserve vegetables and on October 6th starting at 11 a.m. you'll get to learn all about fermenting vegetables. Fermentation is one of the oldest food processing methods still used today. Fermented foods like yogurt, kimchi and kombucha have long been dietary staples in many parts of the world. The consumption of foods and drinks that have undergone fermentation contain benefits to health that stretch beyond food preservation. So Cheryl Passwater of Contraband Ferments will show you the basic science behind how to ferment vegetables from sauerkraut and beets to carrots and corn. And then you can try your hand at fermenting whatever vegetables you have in your kitchen. While the many health benefits fermented foods can provide will be discussed. The topic for the program on the morning of October 13th is GMO food labeling. In 2016, Congress passed the National Bioengineered Food Disclosure Law and new labeling will be required for many foods starting in 2022. This virtual presentation by Kara Quaid from the Department of Human Ecology at Rutgers University will describe which foods will be labeled as bioengineered and how you can identify them. It will also discuss how this new approach came about and what it will mean for you and your family. I will talk about a couple of evening programs for October in another segment. Thank you. Thanks so much, Archna. And we're about halfway through this episode, so it's that time for Hong Mei to join us and give us a little musical break as she shares one of her favorite songs. Hong Mei. October is the perfect time to go for a walk and watch the leaves turn color. Wouldn't it be great to enjoy music while on your walks? Now let's enjoy a piece of music called Peaceful Journey by Pacificus Luminous. Imagine you are walking through the woods. You are surrounded by different colors of leaves, green, yellow, and red. You feel so peaceful, calm, and happy. beautiful piece of music from Spotify at the Livingston Public Library website. 
Spotify is the world's largest music streaming service provider, with over 365 million monthly active users. With Spotify, you can listen to music songs for free. You can find Spotify at www.livingstonlibrary.org, where there is a Spotify icon at the bottom right of the web page. Enjoy listening. Thanks, Hongmei, and thank you, of course, for reminding us about the Livingston Library's Spotify account that we just started uh, this past summer. Uh, again, you can find that on our homepage, livingstonlibrary.org. And not only can you use Spotify to listen to great music like the song Hongmei just shared, but uh, you can also follow the library and check out some playlists that our librarians have been making inspired by uh, upcoming programs or our book clubs or just our favorite books in general. All right, well, now it's time to welcome back Archana to tell us about some of the evening programs we have on our October calendar. Hello, listeners. I'm back to talk about two other exciting evening programs slated for October. Film historian Max Alvarez will be back on Zoom for an electrifying multimedia tribute to a director-actor team unsurpassed in Hollywood history, namely director Martin Sorsese and actor Robert De Niro. These two have defined a genre in commercial filmmaking with their dark, gritty and violent portrayals of urban life, professional sports and organized crime. But their searing and unsparing collaborations are equally recognizable for dark humor and astonishing convergences of cinematic craftsmanship and popular music. You won't want to miss this program. Of course, we cannot let October go without a nod to Halloween. So on October 25th at 7 o'clock, come in for this colorful program that traces the strange history of Halloween from old world harvest festivals to a modern family holiday. Along the way, presenter Kevin Weiss will discuss the origins of the jack-o'-lantern, Orson Welles' 1938 War of the Worlds radio broadcast, the first monster movies, famous costume makers, and much more. The hour-long slideshow is illustrated with original photographs and antique Halloween cards, advertisements, artwork, and movie posters. So happy October, everyone, and hope to see you at one or more of these wonderful programs. Thank you. Thanks again, Archana. As I've said on the show before, I am a pretty big film buff, so I'm certainly excited for the Scorsese De Niro program coming up. And speaking of films, um, if you hadn't heard, our new film series, Classic Movie Tuesdays, uh, began last month. In September, we kicked it off with a screening of Alfred Hitchcock's 1946 classic Notorious on the big screen in our program room. Um, and our next edition of that series will be on Tuesday night, October 19th, again starting at 7 p.m. And in honor of Halloween season, we're going to show, uh, well, not quite a horror movie, but a, a humorous take on a classic horror story. It's coming from the deep, dark recesses of the mind of Mel Brooks. I love him. Young Frankenstein. Life, you hear me? Give my creation life. Sky means business. Starring Gene Wilder, 
as Dr. Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein. Peter Boyle as the monster. No! Marty Feldman as Igor. My grandfather used to work for your grandfather. I'm sure we'll get along splendidly. Oh. Horace <laughs> Leachman as Frau Blucher. And Madeline Kahn as Elizabeth. What do you want to do to me? I'm not afraid of you. Kill the monster! C. Mel Brooks, Young Frankenstein. Yes, I think we could all use a good laugh. But don't see it alone. Don't miss Young Frankenstein, personally directed by Mel Blazing Saddles Brooks in black and white. No offense. I miss movie trailers like that. That's right. Our next movie for Classic Movie Tuesdays on Tuesday, October 19th, starting at 7 p.m. It's Mel Brooks' 1974 classic comedy, Young Frankenstein, on the big screen in our program room. Please keep in mind, uh, everyone in attendance must be wearing a mask at all times and uh, follow any uh, relevant CDC guidelines regarding this nasty pandemic we're still in the middle of. Uh, Anyway... If you've listened to the show, you know that uh, every month I like to ask the crew uh, a question um, about their favorite book or movie or poem or song, um, all revolving around a particular theme. And since I asked everyone about their favorite scary stories last year, uh, last October, I figured in the interest of variety, uh, this October... um, I was looking around for some other relevant October theme uh, we could talk about, and I discovered that there's something in the middle of October called National New Friends Day. Um, It's October 19th, apparently. And with that in mind, I thought I would ask the crew um, if there were any fictional characters from a book or, say, a movie that they wish they could actually become friends with. Who would that be? Um, for instance, uh, when I asked Hong Mei, she said she would like to become friends with Harry Potter, Sherlock Holmes, and Dr. Doolittle. And I can't really argue with that. I mean, Harry Potter is magical. I'm, I'm sure that could come in handy in many ways, and he just seems like a, a decent kid. Um, Sherlock Holmes, of course, uh, very smart and could help solve all kinds of mysteries in your daily life. Uh, Watson seems like a pretty good friend, too. And, of course, Dr. Doolittle. Uh, Were I friends with him, he could tell me what my dog is thinking and trying to tell me, because it's very hard for me to understand. Speaking of animals, my answer, by the way, is Hobbes, from Calvin and Hobbes, the the tiger. Um, I I guess there, there will always be a little bit of Calvin in me, and... I would just love a friend who will encourage me to use my imagination and who will not hesitate to go on all kinds of adventures with me, but also won't hesitate to call me on my bull when I need it. And um, also, maybe, I guess I, I want a friend who no one else can see, so I can have that friend all to myself. Um, but anyway... Uh, here's what the rest of the crew had to say, starting with Katie. Hi, everyone. Katie here. So for this month, 
when Joe asked if there are any fictional characters from books or films that I love and I wish I could actually be friends with in real life, the first thing that popped into my head was the book and the movie of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which was written by Douglas Adams. The book is available on Libby and the movie version from uh, 2005 is actually available on Hoopla. So you can check out either adaptation and I highly recommend that you do because Hitchhikers essentially follows the misadventures of the last surviving man, Arthur Dent, following the demolition of Earth by a Vogon constructor fleet to make way for a hyperspace bypass. He's rescued from Earth's destruction by Ford Prefect, a human-like alien writer for the eccentric electronic travel guide, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, by hitchhiking onto a passing Vogon spacecraft. Following his rescue, Dent explores the galaxy with Prefect and encounters Trillian, another human who had been taken from Earth by the two-headed president of the galaxy, Zaphod Beeblebrox, and the depressed Marvin paranoid android. It's an eccentric cast of characters. They're all lovable in their own way, and it's just a good zany romp that I think some days uh, would just be really appealing appealing for me. Um, the romp and the the friendship with these with these oddities. So I hope you check it out and see you next month. Thanks so much, Katie, and great answer. Uh, I'm also a big fan of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which you would also know if you've listened to past episodes. I've mentioned it a couple of times and would also uh, jump at the chance to spend some time hanging out with the cast of misfits in that universe. All right. And next with her answer is Archana. Hello, this is Archana. And my pick for a fictional character whom I would like to befriend would be the alien E.T. from the magical movie made in 1982, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, directed by Steven Spielberg. Now, this is a movie filled with a lot of innocence, charm, and hope. It is a mix of science fiction, adventure, and family drama, but it is really a movie about friendship and the healing powers of a very special and intimate connection. It's about the relationship between a 10-year-old boy, Elliot, and a creature from outer space that becomes his best friend. After the gentle alien becomes stranded on Earth, the being is discovered and befriended by the boy. Now, bringing the extraterrestrial into his suburban California house, Elliot introduces him to his brother and his little sister, Gertie, and the children decide to keep its existence a secret. Elliot and E.T. begin to communicate and start a different kind of friendship in which E.T. learns about life on Earth and Elliot learns about some new values for the true meaning of friendship. Both are pining for the home that they have lost. E.T. for his physical home and Elliot for his emotional home that was severely damaged by his dad's departure. Elliot becomes committed to helping E.T. find a way back to his home and E.T. does the same for Elliot, albeit in a much subtler way. Now through some inexplicable cosmic force, E.T. and Elliot's souls literally become connected. When E.T. feels sad or sick in any way, so does Elliot and vice versa. They understand each other in a profoundly personal and unique way. I would love to befriend have such a cosmic connection with this strange-looking alien creature, with its odd walk, its high-pitched squeals of surprise, because it's a very gentle, wise and empathetic being. E.T. also has the powers of telepathy and telekinesis, 
and that would be a magical way indeed to communicate with somebody. Besides, E.T.'s power of reviving plants, I think that is fabulous. It's a skill I could definitely fall back on for my home garden. I can visualize forming a very strong emotional bond with such a creature, despite the absence of a verbal language. And you never know, I may be eventually able to get a ride on E.T.'s spaceship into its alien world. So here's looking forward to becoming friends with E.T. sometime. Thank you. Thank you, Archana. And another answer that I'm totally on board with. In fact, I, I remember uh, the first movie I remember watching as a kid was E.T. And I definitely remember wishing I could have an alien friend just like E.T. I also love that those last two answers uh, have expressed wishes to be friends with aliens. Um, is that because there are so few people on Earth worth befriending? No, of course not. Anyway, up next with her answer, here is Jessica. Hello, L-Town Radio listeners. I read a lot of books, but when Joe asked if I had any fictional characters that I was drawn to or wished that I could be friends with, I really didn't know how to answer. I haven't really felt drawn to any characters once I read the last page and the cover closes. However, there are some books that contain storylines of character friendships that I have admired. One such book is Firefly Lane by Kristen Hanna, which is also a Netflix series, although the book is much better than the show. Firefly Lane tells a story of two friends. It follows their friendship from the 1970s up into the 2000s, and it is beautiful. Definitely a must read. Another book is Best Friends Forever by Jennifer Weiner. This novel is about two girls who vowed to be friends forever while in their teens. After a tragedy, they drift apart only to return to their friendship years later. It reminds me of Firefly Lane in the way that the characters overcome arguments and come back together, just like many real-life friendships. If you're interested in getting to know some fictional characters and make some more fictional friends, did you know that the Livingston Public Library has book clubs where you could read books and discuss them with like-minded readers? We have so many different book clubs that meet at different days and at different times. One for crime called Crime Time, My Book Club Bookish Vibes, Unstuck in Time, Let's Talk About Books, and we have so many book lists in the library and blog resources that will help you find your next bookish friend. So check out our events calendar, check out the library's blog, stop by the library and chat with our librarians, and let us help you find your new read. See you guys next time. Thank you, Jessica. And speaking of book clubs, uh, before we wrap up, I want to take a moment to talk about the book club that I host uh, here from the library the Unstuck in Time book club. Uh, it is a virtual book club that meets on Zoom once a month. Uh, this month, we'll be meeting on October 26th, which is a Tuesday night starting at 7 p.m. And the book we'll be discussing is Ray Bradbury's 1962 novel, Something Wicked This Way Comes. I'm very excited to talk about this book. I actually haven't read it, although I have read and enjoyed a lot of great work by Ray Bradbury. Um, but on top of this being another spooky Halloween-themed story, which of course I love, um, our assistant director, Melissa, has been raving about this book lately, and uh, so I can only imagine it is scary and great, and um, 
just to uh, give you an idea of what we're in store for, uh, let me just read the prologue to this book. <clears throat> First of all, it was October, a rare month for boys. Not that all months aren't rare, but there be bad and good, as the pirates say. Take September, a bad month. School begins. Consider August, a good month. School hasn't begun yet. July, well, July's really fine. There's no chance in the world for school. June, no doubting it. June's best of all, for the school doors spring wide and September's a billion years away. But you take October now. School's been on a month, and you're riding easier in the rains, jogging along. You got time to think of the garbage you'll dump on old man Prickett's porch, or the hairy ape costume you'll wear to the YMCA the last night of the month. And if it's around October 20th, and everything's smoky-smelling, and the sky orange, and ash gray at twilight, it seems Halloween will never come, and a fall of broomsticks and a soft flap of bedsheets around corners. But one strange, wild, dark, long year, Halloween came early. One year, Halloween came on October 24th, three hours after midnight. At that time, James Nightshade of 97 Oak Street was 13 years, 11 months, 23 days old. Next door, William Halloway was 13 years, 11 months, and 24 days old. Both touched toward 14. It almost trembled in their hands. And that was the October week when they grew up overnight and were never so young anymore. Again, Something Wicked This Way Comes by Ray Bradbury, the topic for the next meeting of the Unstuck in Time book club, which is, like I said, virtual. We're going to meet on Zoom, so do make sure you register on our calendar so you can get that Zoom link on the day before the meeting. We're going to have print copies of the book available to check out. Just uh, ask at the circulation desk here at the library. Um, and with your Livingston Library card, you can also borrow... Uh, ebook and audiobook editions of uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes through Overdrive and Hoopla. Well, that about does it for this episode of L-Town Radio. Thanks to our crew, Katie, Archina, Hongmei, and Jessica for your contributions this month. And thank you, as always, dear listener, for tuning in. I hope you'll tune in again next month. And, of course, I hope you'll remember you can always listen to and subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also access all our online and digital resources through our website, livingstonlibrary.org. You can follow our blog at blog.livingstonlibrary.org. And you can follow us all over the internet on social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And although we are all over the internet. I hope you'll also come visit us in person because we are open seven days a week for browsing, borrowing, or whatever else you may need here at the library. Until next time, I hope you'll stay safe, I hope you'll stay kind, and I hope you'll stay curious.